Welcome back to this week's episode of Tag Talks. I'm your host, Matt Welton, a current MDS graduate looking to find out more about the industry and reveal some insights for those interested in having a cheeky listen into some key topics of what's going on. This week, I'm joined by Rebecca Dawes and Ennis Soidis to discuss the topic of the perception of agriculture and bringing more young people into agriculture. Welcome, guys. Yeah, hi, Matthew. Thanks so much for, for welcoming. So, um, yeah, my name is Rebecca Dawes. I am a director for a project called the Rural Youth Project, which is aimed at supporting young people between 18 and 30 years of age to stay in rural locations or if they go away to maybe come back so it's supporting them through their careers it's giving them confidence and encouraging them to look at leadership skills and empowerment um, so we do events and research and engagement activities all through the year um, but I also work for a company called Jane Craigie Marketing which specializes in agricultural rural and food PR and support for businesses um, similar to, to MDS um, that we're we're recording the podcast for today. Perfect. Thanks for joining. Ennis, do you want to give us your short bit? Yeah, cheers for having me on. Uh, so I'm currently uh, about to finish my MDS journey. So after that's two years in the industry now. Um, I'm currently working as a marketing communications executive at BASF. Uh, and I've been doing that for a, a year, nearly a year now. Perfect. What other comments did you do while, you, while you've been there? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've done quite a quite a varied, uh, had a few varied roles. So my first comment was um, sort of a data analysis, budget reporting role with a with an actual grower. So I was getting experience at that end of the supply chain, um, and then after that, I spent six months working in the cake factory, doing an environmental role, which was completely different and con- contrasting. So I got a, a very wide range of of skills in those two comments, and then um, obviously I then. So that set me up for the role at BASF. And you don't have uh, agri? Do you have an agricultural background from young? No, so um, I was completely alien to the whole agricultural world and world and food industry. So I started even at university. I did um, uh, international business in French. So a completely different degree. And ended up uh, ended up getting on this. Just really interested in getting on this scheme. And yes, yeah, so it was quite uh, quite an enlightening. It's been quite an enlightening two years over to learn about the industry. I think this would be great for this episode then because I'm looking forward to talking to both of you because we've got Rebecca who's... Uh, Rebecca, you come from an agricultural background, don't you? Yeah, so um, I, I'm a farmer's daughter. I was born into agriculture and I've, with an exception of six months where I strayed away and realised it wasn't for me and I came back to agriculture quite quickly, I've um, I've always been involved in, in ag. Perfect. So I think really, hopefully, I think in the schedule of this, we'll come back to that later. But I think maybe for this episode, just to begin with this, I think we wanted to initially start with talking about the perception of the enjoyment of the industry. And I think, Rebecca, how do you, how would you like to open this, do you reckon? For me, agriculture is one of those sectors that it doesn't matter whether you're born into it or not. You very quickly get a passion for it. And I'm sure Ennis will, will maybe touch on this from his experiences. But the people that you work with in, in ag are just incredible. They're some of the most amazing people. They're open and they're inclusive and they're really kind and welcoming. And if you have no knowledge of farming, almost sometimes it's even better if you, you're really honest and say, look, I don't know the sector. And they'll really teach you and take you under their wing. I've, I've not yet come across a stroppy farmer that hasn't, hasn't been willing to help. Um, so I think... The sector is really welcoming, and I think with that in mind, it it hopefully is attracting more young people to consider it as a career, but it's maybe not always perceived, and I know we're going to touch on this later, Matthew, it's not always perceived as a career that is, for choice of the word, sexy, um, but the pleasure and the enjoyment that you get from it when it is in when you are involved in it is incredible. And have you found this to be quite, have you found it to be quite welcoming as well? Yeah, definitely. I think um, before I started the MDS journey, I was 
Um, there's a lot of preconceptions about the industry itself. And I didn't really, I wasn't really sure about it. To be honest, I was 50-50 on, is it, was it for me? Is it, and like Rebecca said, is, is it an attractive, um, for someone who doesn't know anything about it, does it seem attractive? Well, only actually in the industry, there's so many, it's so good to see, like working with growers, working with farmers. It's so good to see how passionate they are because it is, um, it is just so exciting to be to be in an industry where everyone cares so much and really wants to make an impact uh, so much. Uh, but I think the one thing that I found most interesting about the whole industry is um, how alien people are to the opportunities within it, and particularly those uh, it's my friends and uh, family who don't really have an ag background they when i told them i was doing an agricultural uh, graduate scheme they just thought i was gonna be a farmer uh, out in the fields picking lettuces and things like that which is absolutely ridiculous because there's so many more opportunities you get the same if not more opportunity than you would working in the city working for a, a bank or working for a a large retail store uh, because there's so many office-based jobs and there's so many jobs where you can actually be out in the field and like actually seeing what's actually going off rather than just sat behind a desk all the time. Yeah, I think that's such a key point to be there because I was the same. I've always been like a city boy growing up, but then I managed to get exposed to it and I fell in love with sort of the industry and everyone was so welcoming. I think there's definitely something out there that where people really want you to learn and they want you to find out more about where your food comes from and all this sort of thing. And I think one of the key points you said there, I think you're talking about uh, how many different jobs there are sort of available. And I think people just, when you tell, tell them you work in agriculture, they go, oh, you're a farmer. <laughs> And I think there's maybe that perception. I don't know, Rebecca, if you think that along those lines as well. Yeah, I do. And I think some people don't realise how many touch points there are. So um, one of the other things my family do is we open up our farm once a year for Leaf Open Farm Sunday. And you get general public coming on the farm that don't know anything about farming. And it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. And they come on and they'll ask a question like, what's the difference between a chicken and a cockerel? And they have no idea. And you love those questions because it's really fascinating. But um, one of the stories we tell on our farm is the tennis balls that are played at Wimbledon the wool from our sheep goes to make those tennis balls because tennis balls have wool in it and the public have no idea and I don't think they realize how many touch points you know the carpets they walk on um the food it's not just food and drink in our house that that farmers play a role in and right now in particular and and over the last couple of years I think there's been a greater focus on farmers and food and and not just farmers, the, the wider, you know, the wider careers that come with it. But I still think like Ennis, you know, the perception is when you say you're going to work in agriculture, I'm going to be a farmer. And what about all the other amazing careers that come with it? Yeah, I, I think I think that's such a key point. I think it kind of like it leads us really well onto this second bit. Because I think like the one thing me and you chatted about before, Rebecca, is this sort of agricultural crisis with jobs availability. So at the moment, it's not necessarily that there isn't enough jobs. There's almost too many jobs and not enough people coming into it. And we want to change this perception to bring more people in. Um, I just wanted to get a bit more about this and like sort of because I think you briefly touched on this earlier if it'd be great to get your opinion on this yeah so right now agriculture is not um, not the only sector that's facing it but agriculture is one of, of the key ones that's really facing as you say a, a crisis for choice of a better word that there are a lack of people coming forward to fulfill the jobs whether that is as a dairy herdsman you know milking cattle in the morning and at night whether it's um, an agronomist you know the, the industry that Ennis is involved in agronomy is quite key whether it's uh, through to, to somebody picking v- uh, vegetables and fruit there is a, a massive shortage at the moment in the sector of, of people and that stretches also into the 
the subsidiary sectors. So, you know, communications and marketing, there's just not the young people coming through. And I think the challenge that the sector is facing is that perception piece. How do we change it so that those careers aren't seen to be unskilled and low paid and don't have a potential for you to go up a ladder and progress and take on leadership roles? How do we change it so that we actually become the the industry that people think of? And that has to go right back to school. You know, at school level, when you're going through your careers, we need teachers to be saying, have you considered a career in agriculture through to colleges and universities? But I think as an industry, we also need to be better at doing it. Um, I don't know, Ennis, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts because I know somebody coming out with the sector and and your comments earlier probably, I mean, you've got a different impression. Yeah, definitely. I think, as you said about going back to school and things, there is sort of a an ignorance in a sense of uh, perception of the industry because you don't, we don't learn about it. We don't know anything about it. We just, we don't really think about how something gets from a farmer's field to the shelf of a supermarket and there's so many there are so many opportunities but i think one thing that that stood out for me for the whole industry are the transferable skills that are, that are required and that can be developed within the industry so i do like marketing communications so that's something that you can be used in any within any industry the skills that i've learned and even if you don't have an ag background you can still have a real impact and real but if you can also learn a lot and if you don't want to stay in the industry for your entire life you can work within it and leave it and then be able to transfer those skills to it if you want to work in the in the city or anything because there are and there also are ag roles in the city i think that is one of the biggest perceptions for me when i started i didn't want to live somewhere that wasn't the bright lights of the city but you can still work within the industry and work in the city like I do. Like, so it's really, I think people just really need to be a bit more open-minded to it. But as you said, it probably comes from a lack of education, I think, from, a, from an early age. I think people almost forget that some of the skills are transferable, aren't they? <laughs> that you, it's not just, you're, you're not just committing to farming for your life. You know, there's other stuff you can do. It's the transferable technical skills you get as well, knowledge-based skills. Yeah, no, one of the things we found when we did the Royal Youth Project survey a couple of years ago, um, we looked at what young people and, and how they perceived agriculture. And it was really interesting, and this is comment there, because it relates to exactly what we found, that actually younger people will forego a high salary or, or they would before the pandemic and we need to update their research but I don't think it will be far different they were would learn to forego a high salary for a nice location for being able to buy a house that they own you know it's very difficult in the cities to get houses at affordable rates it's still an issue in rural locations but there's perhaps more chance to do it in some of those places and it is a, it is an issue housing and it's it's proving to be challenging for young people but they will forego that high salary and take on a career that's cool you know a cool business to work for whether it's a, a distillery up in Scotland whether it's a cool marketing agency um, it, it can be anything but actually do we need to look more at what is it that triggers excitement in young people and what is it that that flexible working pattern, does help generate um, interest for the sector. Maybe we need to get out of being so rigid. Um, and agriculture has moved a huge amount in the last two years, but is there still capacity to do more? Do you, what sort of moves are already being made towards this? Sort of, cause it seems a key point that you've sort of both mentioned is the education sort of from a younger age. Are there any sort of programs or stuff that are being like initiated at the moment to like re-educate to educate younger children, younger people on the farming industry? So um, the the one I mentioned earlier, Leaf Open Farm Sundays, 
a good example. So that's been going for um, since 2006. That does encourage families. So you go on to farm with mum and dad or uncles and aunties, and it gives you a chance to look at different careers. There's also LEAF wider, so linking environment and farming. They do a schools program and they encourage a group of ambassadors to go into schools and talk about different careers. Up here in Scotland, which is where I'm based, there's an initiative called RET, so the Royal Highland Education Trust. They go into schools, but they also take children out on farm in school groups to look at farming at a practical level. Um, The STEM, which Ennis, perhaps you know more about, because I know you've been um, the BSF team are involved in STEM quite a bit. Yeah, it's uh, not something that I've um, been too involved in, actually, but I know it's uh, a few of the guys that I work with they've been really pushing it and I think it is going to have things like that can have such a it can have such a big impact and just to kind of get over the barrier of the the preconceptions that are involved within within the industry uh, from an outside perspective that is Uh, so I think that's that's something that's going to be really beneficial the STEM scheme I also think that the I don't know over the last two years if there are perhaps more opportunities for people particularly with the hybrid working patterns that are now available and I think that could perhaps open up a lot of doors, particularly with, I think maybe the industry needs to be a bit more open-minded to that. I know I've been quite fortunate in the sense that I can sort of develop a hybrid working pattern, but uh, smaller growers at farmers, they still have that, you know, those job opportunities such as marketing, such as sales, and perhaps maybe they need to be a little bit more open-minded and create more opportunities where people can work and they don't have to live in such a rural area and just come into the office a couple of times a week. So I wonder if that is something that can be can be looked at, particularly with smaller growers and uh, smaller companies in the industry. One point I wanted to say is like, um, I've just looked at this sort of thing. So you mentioned Wimbledon with, uh, with, with with these tennis balls and I thought that was really an interesting point. You know, it's uh, all these different uh, jobs that are like possibly related to farming, but different that people wouldn't assume. Are there any sort of other jobs like this that you wouldn't maybe like have a different background that's completely non-ag related, but you could still get involved in the industry? I think you mentioned like graphic design even you could get into the industry through that yeah i think um so if you if you think about an agricultural uh, business so take a, a, a business for example that is selling potatoes um you know to sell those potatoes and get rid of the market you need a, a somebody who's got a marketing background or, or got some marketing experience you need a graphic designer to build your website to do your logos that might be something that's just arty they don't need to come from an agricultural background actually sometimes they might have a better perception by coming out with it um you perhaps need a chef to help you do the food they don't again have to be agricultural but they can be in the sector you need your agronomist so that's somebody that's looking after you after the growing of those potatoes and looking after the crops um you perhaps need a local manufacturer so somebody that's an engineer that's got an insight into machinery again might have been a car mechanic and has changed careers to consider engineering with with tractors um you might need somebody who's an event manager to host events for you on farm and to encourage people they don't have to to be agricultural i think the touch points are are similar and ennis mentioned about transferable skills there are so many whether it's um, a scientist who's producing a new product to support the disease management of your crops, whether it's a scientist who's looking at how to to ensure that livestock are, are healthier and have, have less um, problems with their feet, for example, for um, lameness. It doesn't have to be somebody that is born onto or into a farming family. And I think that the challenge we've got is changing the, the tennis balls one's a really good example and i use it so often because of of that people are shocked but i know um that talking on wool the british wool board employed a fashion 
a fashion coordinator to help uh, build clothing that could be made of wool and then to deliver it down a catwalk in, in um, London. And that's a fashion designer who's out with agriculture, but she was looking at it from a different perspective of farming. It sounds like there's almost a lot of gaps still to be filled and it doesn't necessarily have to be initially related to the agricultural part. There's so many opportunities out there. And I think this is sort of like, this is really good at leading us on to, the, I think, the next part. But I think we wanted to discuss sort of how people perceive it maybe coming out of university because we wanted to talk about that sort of value to it and sort of the skill involved because there's maybe a different perception of this, actually. The finding out about the, the jobs available in the industry was quite a, was quite a difficult thing, I think, for me. I, I stumbled across MDS um, just on a careers fair just by chance really but I think that is something that particularly when you're leaving university is there a way that we can maybe promote jobs particularly particularly those city universities rather than having the um, rather than just being more the agricultural universities and I just wonder how many more um, opportunities that people could have particularly so this it's quite hard to get a job for people when they come out of university because there's so many people that's got a degree but there's so many opportunities that aren't being filled in this industry and that's it does seem such a shame really that the that we're not maybe more aware of it when we leave university particularly those of us that aren't from the ag backgrounds because i think i because i i got into mds as well but i got i heard about it i ended up doing a placement with bsf actually funnily enough uh, um uh, my third year and my boss at the end of it I said oh I, I just fell in love with it I just randomly signed up for it and I was like this is for me I like this and I asked my boss how do I get into it and he just said there's a scheme called MDS like I know a lot of people who've done it and it literally can give you so much opportunity to find out what you want to do specifically in it because all I knew at that point is I liked agriculture and that's how I got into it you know so I think there's definitely schemes like MDS especially out there which can help you find your sort of niche in the industry whether it's agricultural, even food-based, higher up the supply chain. My background or my degree at university was actually event management. It was nothing to do with agriculture. And when you go through the degree, they ask you what you want to specialise in. And the first thing they assume is weddings or um, fairs. They never think to say, well, you know, do you want to be an event manager in agriculture? Or, or they didn't when I was at university, let's put it that way. But I think, um, and I came out and worked in the pharmaceutical industry for six months. I did international events and and I thought that was what I wanted to do because agriculture wasn't really put on the on the selection list as an option and then you realize how much you love it i don't think there's any harm in stepping away from agriculture and doing something different if you are from agriculture in fact i think it's really beneficial to go away and do something different for a few months there's a a great grower that ennis and his team work with who is probably one of the top growers at the moment in the industry he went away and actually sold wine for quite a number of years in london and has since come back to run the family farm and is probably one of the best business operators at the moment in farming. And I think it's because he's had that time away. So I think it's twofold. Coming into it with non-farming, I think it's really beneficial. But I think if you're in it, stepping away for a little while is equally as beneficial. I think that's a really nice viewpoint on it as well. It's not just saying, come on, join. It's also saying that also you can, there's so much experiences, almost go and try different things. And I think that's one thing that I like about MDS, to be fair. And it's, it's like, they literally just put you out and I'm working retail at the moment and I've realized after a few months maybe that's not 100% for me but I've managed to get all these experiences that I think when I come back into agriculture I think it'll benefit me don't know what you found NS on that yeah I think it goes back to what I said at the start about transferable skills there's so many opportunities particularly doing MDS you get that variety don't you and it's quite nice to, to test different things out particularly uh, within sort of different sectors within the industry as well 
and it's been really it really opened so many doors for you at the end of especially at the end of our MDS journeys it'll be so many opportunities that we can go into and there's nothing nothing is really that nothing specific to the industry it's everything can be transferred to a different it's a different company a different sector a different industry whatever it may be and that's just the actually it's been so exciting to learn all these all these new new to get all these new opportunities in all these areas of development i think on mds i don't know how you felt about it matt but it's i've really enjoyed it i've enjoyed the yeah definitely the development part of it i think you just get so much exposure to the industry and i think not just food not just farming sorry just food in general even it's uh it's such a wide big industry so this is because I, I think we I, I like all the positivity here. we're really talking about sort of like all these perceptions at the moment but i think it'd be great to like maybe talk about where we think it's going i don't know where you and you both i'd be interested to hear both your opinions on this maybe rebecca do you want to start with where do you think this sort of perception of the industry is going yeah i think it's um I think it's moving very quickly and I think actually careers in agriculture have changed rapidly even in the last couple of years since um, since things have been slightly forced upon us because of the pandemic. You know, we've been much more connected and um, dialing into to leadership training online and looking at different careers in, in that respect. And the one thing I love about the MBS scheme is the fact that it, it offers you such career training. It does give you that leadership and, and management support that you perhaps wouldn't have otherwise got in other jobs. And I think it's going, agriculture is moving in a, a sphere that employers need to be investing more in their, their team. They need to be giving them that chance to go on courses and participate in networking events and expand their own networks so that they can gain more insight into what is happening within the markets and what's happening within their own field. I think um, MDS is a, is a good example as, at the moment because they've just uh, launched a scheme to bring in ex-military, ex-forces and, and people who want to create change. And they're developing, as, as you'll both know, this scheme to support them. And it, it's a really good sign that the industry is looking out with those that are in farming and, and is trying to be more inclusive. If you take women in agriculture, if you take um, agriculture as a, as a sector in terms of diversity and inclusion, that's changed as well. There are a lot more women that are taking on farms or running uh, key operations and at the top of those organisations than there was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So I think it's becoming a sector that having to respond to, to the need I think it's been seen, and I mentioned it earlier, the, the phrase, I think it's starting to be seen as more sexy, but I, I think we've got a long way to go. We need to start producing videos and content that's cool. We need to be producing um, content that engages that audience that we might attract, that's the 18-year-olds, the 16-year-olds coming out. The, the highest, or one of the highest YouTubers in the UK at the moment is a farmer from my part of the world in Dumfries and Galloway who trims feet of cattle and he's made enough money from this YouTube to buy a house and a car. You know, why aren't we telling kids about that more? You can get a career by being a YouTuber and loving what you do in agriculture. I think we need to start using those stories more to to sell it to, to those that are coming through now. Do you think accessing these more platforms will help us like sort of promote the message out there? Yeah, I do. And I think that's one of the reasons that I think things have moved more dramatically in the last couple of years because digital tools have become essential. You know, we've had to work with them. We've had no choice because we haven't been able to travel to, to our places at work or or wherever it is. And agriculture itself, farming didn't change. We all still had to continue producing food and feeding the cattle or, or growing our crops didn't change for farmers. But what it did do is it opened maybe the eyes and, and doors of people a little bit more out with farming. 
what, what we do do on a daily basis and how we look after our land. I think it's beyond digital, though. I think we need to get people out on farm. We need to get people like yourself and Ennis into MDS schemes so you can experience it firsthand because that itself will do more value than reading something or, or watching something online. I think that's very valuable. And I, to us, I'd, I'd be really interested to see what Ennis thinks about this. How do you, how, uh, Ennis, how do you think this sort of like the perception's changing? Well, I think over the two years that I've worked in the industry, it's been obviously a very turbulent time, but I think our industry has been one of the few that have not been, well, obviously been affected, but we've still been really busy. We've still kept working. It's been, we've been quite fortunate in that sense. Um, I think one of the, one of the things that I've most enjoyed about the industry and it's starting to really understand it more is when you learn the technical side of things, I mean, I'm a million miles from a, an expert on some of the more technical areas. But as I've learned, as I've learned more, as I've got to go out and speak to growers, particularly coming out of the COVID era, um, actually going to events and getting to go and get, getting to go on a farm and speaking to these people, that's been a really, it's like really engaged. It's been a really engaging, exciting opportunity for me. And I think looking and in, looking into the future, if we could get people to get that experience at a younger age, uh, particularly going out on whether it be a school trip or something such as that to go out and actually experience things on the farm and uh, for this, uh, even if it, in fact and even in a food factory that's you can really develop a passion for something just by going and having a look and having a look around because it's really exciting I know me and Rebecca went on a visit um, last year we went to it was a, car, a farmer who was packaging I think he was packing carrots and things um, so that was really it was, it was not something I'd ever seen before but it was so interesting to go and see and to take that to to get that experience when you don't have the technical understanding, it gives you it sort of gives you passion and uh, makes you want to learn even more about it. People are almost a bit withdrawn from actually where their food comes from. I think people don't really completely understand, you know, sort of all the processes that go behind it. You know, especially when they walk into Sainsbury's or Tesco's and they just pick up some mushrooms off the shelf, they have no idea what's gone into like getting it all the way over there at any stage. I think I really appreciate your inputs on the future, and I think it'd be a really nice closing sort of question. And I've got this more, I guess it's more directed to Rebecca here, but I just wanted to talk about what sort of resources there are available if you want to learn more about the industry and you're actually thinking of getting into it. Yeah, so um, I think there's two things here. There's one, uh, young people need to reach out and um, don't be afraid. There is a huge amount of people and, and take ownership for, for your own career if you are even tempted by agriculture you know there's a lot of us that are very welcoming whether it's yourselves you know you and Ennis at, at your age or whether it's um, other farmers the first step is don't be afraid to, to pick up the phone or drop somebody a twitter message and, and just say look I'm considering a career in agriculture can you show me what you're doing on farm so I think that's the first and that's probably the most powerful resource there are projects like ours like the Royal Youth Project um, so we cover the whole of the UK just get in touch. Um, the Rural Youth Project is about young people in rural areas, but that does include agriculture. We can connect you with people. We can build those networks. It's also a chance for you to meet other young people that are considering it. We've mentioned MDS earlier. So if you've gone to university, you know, coming out of, of, of school, university, going to something like MDS, really, really great scheme. You've got places like um, This is Agriculture, which is an initiative that was set up by a print publication in agriculture a few years ago and if you pop onto their website this is agriculture they'll talk you through all sorts of different schemes and careers examples there's something called eat farm now 
brilliant resource. It was set up at the start of the pandemic to help school teachers and parents who were homeschooling, desperately looking for materials to share with their kids. It's full of um, people from all across the world talking about farming and, and what you can do within the sector. That's a really great resource. I mentioned LEAF earlier. Uh, There are hundreds of things. Just pick up the phone, email, message, Google. It sounds. Uh, I mean, it sounds like there's millions. There's so much, so many opportunities to get in. There's almost no excuse at this rate, is there? Yeah, there's so many opportunities. There's so many opportunities. I think on that note, I think it'd be nice. Just like I want to. I think to end this sort of episode, it'd be just nice to get sort of your reflection, just sort of each of your reflections on this. I mean, I can lead with mine, and mine's just sort of that. There's so many opportunities out there. Not just, um, not just. It's not just farming. There's like you could do graphic design, marketing. You can do anything you want in this industry, and people are willing to talk to you about it and help you get in. So just. Read reach out, go on LinkedIn, go on Facebook. I don't know. Just, I, re- I mean, I've started uh, listening to like podcasts, even just like, I think the Farmers Weekly one, you know, it's just, just to find out more. And I think there's so much out there that people want to share. So that's probably my reflection on it. Don't know, Ennis, do you want to do your reflection? Yeah, I think uh, it's very similar to yours and there's such a scope of opportunities out there for people. And I think it's probably a good time to get, in- get involved in the industry because it is developing. It's quite an exciting future for it. But there's also perhaps even less competition for these jobs and because uh, people are not everybody wants these jobs at the minute so the more I'd advise anyone leaving university even leaving school just to, to try and get involved in the industry because I think you could go a long way in a short space of time and it'd be definitely something that everyone can get excited about perfect Rebecca do you want to finish us off in style <laughs> I think my reflection is um, agriculture is one of the most amazing sectors you can work in, having stepped out of it and come back to it. You, if you take a chance and you come into agriculture, I can promise you won't look back. You will absolutely love it. You may not ch- stay in the same role that you started, and that's brilliant. No career does. But reach out to those that are around you, even if you don't know them, but you're following them on social media, message them and just say, I'm looking for a career. I'm looking to, to maybe be a sheep farmer, to be a a fashion designer for for sheep wool for agronomy it doesn't matter just reach out really like any career it's entirely up to you what path you take but i promise you'll be open with warm welcome arms I think that's a really nice, wholesome way to end that episode as well. I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. So I'd just like to say thank you guys so much for joining me this episode. Thank you for all this. And I hope that's I hope that's a wrap, to be fair. Cheers, eh? Travellers. Oh, thanks, thanks ever so much for, for welcoming us, Matthew. What a great topic to, to talk about right now. 